You're listening to episode number 33 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. Today, we're going to understand what it means to be the author of your own life. Ready? Hit it. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now, your host, Jason Lavoy. All right. Welcome to this episode of the Divorce Resource Guide podcast. Thank you again for joining. Now, right off the bat, if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, take a second, do so now, do so after. You can pause it, whatever you like, because when you subscribe, you actually get all new episodes when they come out automatically, uh, which right now is on the every other Tuesday schedule. So just do that. Take a second. It'll be well worth it. So today we have a excellent guest for you, uh, Hildy Dunn. Uh, she's a senior coach. Uh, Hildy's natural enthusiasm and incredible heart is well suited to coaching. You see, her spirit, while infectious and inspiring to her clients and colleagues, is balanced by her desire to see people through not only the victories, but also the roughest patches of their lives a.k.a. divorce. Her mission as a coach with the Handel Group Life Coaching is to empower people to live extraordinary lives and reach their dreams with joy and intention. Now, that's quite a tall order, but Hildy delights in the challenge, and I am excited to talk with her and bring her to you guys today. So let me not waste another second and welcome Hildy to the podcast. Hildy, I'm so excited to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm good. I'm excited to be here with you. Yes, I know. Um, another local guest, the guest I had on a couple episodes ago was also close to me here in New Jersey. And uh, just so the listeners know, you're close to me too. I sure it just down the road. Just down the road. I know we're going to get together uh, at some point in the near future here, I hope. Now, give the audience a little bit of a background about who you are and kind of how you got to this point. Um, yeah, so my name is Hildy Dunn, and my quote-unquote last life, or what I did before this, I was a dean at a college, and I really loved helping people. Um, I was an academic advisor. I ran the resident life program. I did a lot with students, which was awesome, but there was something that I still felt was missing in my life, some version of helping them to get to the next level. So I started to hunt around for things that really would help me teach people, get people happier, prouder, something, you know, living their lives more fully. And within the process of that, I found the company that I work now work for called the Handel Group. And um, I started coaching as a client because I myself had just recently gotten divorced and was really in the process of learning more about myself, rebuilding uh, redesigning like what I wanted in my life, how I wanted to be. And as I started in the process for myself, I fell in love with the method. And I love that there's a method behind it because the educator in me likes to be grounded in a theory. And so this, um, the handout group has a method, has a theory, and I love that. So as I started to do this work, dramatically shifted my life. Like the joke is I literally came out of the closet because I would sit in my closet and just cry. So my kids wouldn't see where I was and how upset I was and how lost I was with designing my life. 
Um, and so the joke is I literally came out of the closet and, you know, began to understand the power that I actually have to change my life and to do something with my life. Um, and that's how I, then I decided to become a coach. I'm like, that's it. There's the final, there's the final piece. And you found, you found your calling. I found my calling. Although I have to say, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm like, I'm, I'm getting a tear in my eye thinking of you crying in your closet. <laughs> it's not fun. It wasn't fun. It no. isn't a fun, but on the other side of it, sometimes we really have to get the clunk in our head. We have to get clunked to really understand that we can do something or change something or get to the place that we're willing to put the work in or the effort in or the glasses on to see what's possible or what part I've had in the past and what I created. Right. And, and I think that's so powerful because people going through a divorce, you know, it's, it's probably one, one of, if not the most traumatic things you can go through in life. Um, especially if it's a contested divorce um, yes. and, and long and just drawn out and you're fighting over everything, including children. Um, and a lot of times people, I, I feel, you know, rightly so, you know, are just down and like, they feel like they're down and out and they don't even see the light at the end of the tunnel. I always preach, you know, sometime your divorce is going to be over um, and you're going to have a, a post-divorce life. You know, and that should be your focus. That should be your goal. What do you want that to look like? You know, and that's what gets you up in the morning and keeps you going. So how do you help people or, you know, what advice do you have for people like who feel like they are just, you know, they don't even see the light at the end of the tunnel? I'm going to say, boy, do I understand. Yeah. Because I was there. (laughs) But, uh, you know, just to give hope for it really is possible. But in order to do that, first thing you have to get very clear with yourself. Like I had a conversation with myself, looked myself in the mirror and said, okay, listen, you have a choice here. Either you could see your life like you are going to be the author of it. Like you're actually designing, like the pen is in your hand. Like, what are you going to do? Or are you going to live your life just what you're doing right now called staying in the closet, not dealing, um, being sad, but staying stuck, literally staying stuck. And so what I have people do and what we have people do in this method is one, start to think about what you want to create because there's power in looking ahead and designing it and actually beginning to get clear as to what that looks like because it pulls you forward. That's the piece that we call dreaming. And I think what happens is, especially when you're going through divorce or, you know, it's a time in your life like you you become jaded or there's a lot that you're looking at the negative about. Right. When we're young, like think about when you were young and how you dreamed when you were younger. I, I I lived, you know, in a huge city and I dreamed that I was going to have a horse and my horse was going to live in my garage. And it was just like, but I dreamed big. And then what happens? We get disappointed. Right. Or we get discouraged and then we dumb the dream down a little bit and the dream gets a little smaller and then the dream gets a little smaller. And all of a sudden our dream is like not even inspiring us anymore. It's just like, oh, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to be okay versus no, I'm going to get my learnings from this and I'm going to come out on the other side stronger, more powerful, you know, uh, 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 being able to see what's possible and then create that from having gone through this and from getting all my learnings and my lessons. 
So yeah. it's, you know, it ta- but it takes something. And I, and I feel a lot of people at some point, you know, if you get beaten down enough, then there's not even a dream there anymore at all. Totally. Which is a bummer because without the dream, it's like, if you don't put in something in the GPS, you know, or if you don't put it in something in the Google maps, you're not going to get anywhere. So, and then something by default gets in there that some default address gets in there versus what you really do want. And so step number one is starting to think about that place. If you could remove the fear or the disappointment, what, how do you see your life? Even just a year from now, even just being on the other side of the divorce, how, how do you see yourself? Can you envision it? Can you start to put the emotion behind it and then begin to act and think from that vision? Right. right. No, I, you, you echo exactly what I think I tell people. <laughs> At least that's, that's what I feel like I'm telling people. I don't know whether it's coming out that way, but you know, you have to frame, set goals for yourself um, because that's what motivates you. And we need, I think everybody needs some sort of motivation to help keep us going day to day, right? Um, if, you yes. don't have a, if you don't have anything that you're trying to achieve, then what are you doing? What's the point? Correct. So if you're not, so we, there's power in that and there's relief in that and there's joy in that and there's possibility in that. Because if you are doing what I'm going to call authoring, like literally thinking about what you want to do, how you want to think, what you want to create, you're either authoring or you're what we're going to call in our method called weather reporting. Meaning like you're reporting on your life, just like the weather reporter reports on the weather. It's sunny over New Jersey. It's raining in Denver. Like there's nothing more you could do, but, you know, bring your umbrella, you know, bring your snow boots. Like we report on it. Like we are the victim of our life and things are just happening to us. So, you know, very often the places that we're not happy in our lives are, are the places that we're not authoring because humans beings like create that creative piece in us. We, we love authoring. We love creating. Um, and so if you're not happy in your life, I'm going to have you start to look at it and see where are you weather reporting? Where are you acting like things are just happening to you? I just had to eat the donut. The money just flies out of my wallet. There's just nothing I could do about it. (laughs) So, but, and it's a little funny, but truthfully, if you go look at the places that you're not happy, the blessing is that in seeing it like this is that you have the power to do something about it. And it doesn't mean it's going to happen automatically or it's going to happen easily. It, you know, it takes some work to do that. But one, getting clear on that dream is what is going to pull you forward. And then once that dream is there, now we can start to look at the thoughts that we have and the things that we do and say, is that in service of that dream? And if it is awesome, keep going because that's good. But if it's not in service of the dream, meaning it's not moving you towards the dream or, you know, helping you get there, then I am going to start to have you look at that more critically and deal with it so you can change that. Yeah, no, I love the whole uh, characterization of authoring versus um, weather reporting. I was chuckling because 
when you said, you know, eat the donut, I, I thought to myself, well, I do have to eat the donut. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then I'm like, but hold on a minute. If somebody was going to give me a million dollars not to eat the donut. I bet I could go not eat the donut. That you would know. muster up enough uh, discipline, yeah. <laughs> totally. You know, like, oh, I'm not a morning person. But listen, if somebody was going to give you a million dollars or something horrific was going to happen immediately, you, you'd become a morning person pretty darn quick. Right. If, if, if the incentive for you is big enough, right, you will be amazed at what you are willing to do. Yes. And there's the gift of humans. Like we do have a lot of, a lot more power than we ever admit or acknowledge. And when you can see your opportunities or your world from that perspective, it allows you to now become the mastermind versus the victim. You're now authoring, you're now can design, you now can really truly mastermind. Right. And, and just correct me if I'm wrong. When, when you say authoring, you, what you're really saying is, you are taking uh, an active position on the direction of your life. In other words, you are not letting life happen to you. You are taking steps to make life happen. Yes. If that makes yeah, sense. That's exactly what it is. You are taking the steps. And what that means is, so once you get the dream, then we start to talk to people about, okay, so what's your inner dialogue? What are your thoughts? Because your thoughts drive your, you know, thoughts, create feelings, creates actions. So if you have a thought leads to a feeling leads to an action. So if you could deal with a thought and listen, we're the thinkers, we're not the thought we get to choose our thoughts. A lot of times we think that's not true, but really we do have power over our thoughts. And so if you could understand your thoughts or hear your thoughts. Most of us don't even really hear our thoughts. They're just like that background noise. It's like I went in the food store a couple of weeks ago and all of a sudden I'm singing John Denver. I'm like, why am I singing John Denver? And I realized like it's on the speaker system. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize it. I didn't even hear it, right? And it's the same thing like our thoughts. They're running in the back of our head and we don't even hear it all the time. And so once you can hear the thought, now you get the power to do something about it. Yeah. And without getting too, I guess, I don't know if spiritual is the right word, but, you know, I don't know if this kind of overlaps with some techniques used in meditation and, you know, uh, you know, where, where the goal is to really like focus, you know, focus your mind and, and try to cancel out the noise, even if it's for a few seconds um, and, and train yourself to do that because that's how you gain clarity. Exactly. And the thoughts are always there. So if you don't choose them, they're, they're operating anyway. They, your thought will create a feeling, will create an action. You know, if I have a thought like, this is bad, I'm not good, then it leads to a feeling of like disappointment or, you know, giving up. And then what leads to an action called, I don't know, maybe eat the donut, maybe, you know, not apply for that job. Um, you know, maybe, you know, not, not go for the run. Like it, it actually, the thoughts really do drive an action. So understanding your thoughts and then saying, is this thought in service of that dream? Is this thought really going to help me? And then if it's not, it's, you know, we've got to go deal with that and understand it and then get in the plan to change it. 
somehow lots of different tools we have to do that, which we don't really have time to go through it all today, but there are tools to help you understand your thoughts and then change them. Right. Or is there ever a point you get to uh, where, you, you know, like you said, the thoughts may never go away, but you can learn to dismiss them, so to speak, and, and move on quickly rather than dwell. Yes. Yeah. And the more, the more you, so, you know, look, happy people get happy results. Um, once you start to change your thoughts, then you begin to get happy and proud and inspired. And then that drives another level of action, which then goes back and change your thoughts. And then you change your thoughts. So we're working like the game of life called you have the dream. And then you understand what your thoughts are. And then, you know, thoughts drive your actions. So let's change the thoughts, which then change the actions and the actions start to get you results. And then you get the results and you get even happier and prouder. And then you're going to go for a bigger dream. And then you're playing for the dream and then you're dealing with your thoughts. So it's like a game of life called how do we keep growing and evolving? And I kind of think of it too. Let me know if you agree with this, that it's kind of like, um, in a way it's like a snowball effect. You know, the, you start small, you, you have a little dream, maybe something that you think is, is easily achievable in the short term. And then you, you work you take the steps, you achieve that, that dream. Now, like you said, it's time for, you know, what's a little bit bigger dream. And then it's like a snowball going down the hill. It gets bigger and bigger. And then as you gain momentum in achieving these short-term goals or dreams, then, right, it just empowers you to just keep going and, and right, just expand that overall positive, positive vibe. Exactly. And it's not about getting the thing because, you know, we get a car, you want a better car. You get a purse, you want a more expensive purse. Like for the most part, we get something, we always want something else. But what we're really going for is being happy and proud and inspired in what we're doing because then we're always willing to play for something bigger and you know, stay curious about what else there is for us. Yeah, no, I, I love that. It, and, and for me, I, I think of it in terms of momentum. Um, you know, if you're from a stopped position, which would be like the low of your life, and if you're if you're in the middle of a divorce and it's just nasty and you just feel like, you know, right. there's no way out and you, and you can't see how you're going to get through it, so you're in this you know stuck stopped position. It, it the hardest part is to get any movement going, and then once you start moving, it's easier to go faster and faster and faster. Right which this is perfect because it takes me to the next piece of, okay, we got, we started to talk about the dream. We started to talk about their thoughts and how they really do drive our actions. But then looking at the actions, it's really important to design them carefully because what happens with human beings is, you know, if the consequence is immediate, we pay very close attention. Like we don't put our hands in the fire because we're going to get burned. The consequence is immediate. I have celiac disease. People say to me, oh my gosh, you're so, we have so much willpower. You don't eat any bread or you don't eat pizza. And like, there's actually not willpower. <laughs> you know, if I eat it, I get sick right away. So it's like putting my hand in the fire. But what happens with humans is like, if we don't feel an immediate consequence, we don't understand the impact of an action. And so really starting to think about, wait, what do I really want to do? What, like you're saying, what action could I take? What small action is going to have me proud today? 
is going to have me doing something that is in service of that dream, right? Like understanding that the one being clear about that and then understanding that if the co- a consequence for not doing it is not immediate, we're not going to feel that drive to go do it. So it really has to be purposeful. You have to go, no, I know that working out is going to make me feel better. It's going to be, make me be a better parent. It's going to give me more clarity. It's going to get out some worry or frustration, like moving my body can get it out physically. Then, you know, not moving, we really have, part of what I teach people to do is be clear on what you're going to do. Like make a promise to yourself about, I'm going to run three times a week, or I'm going to take that fun, you know, spinning class or that inspiring dance class, just because you've got to specifically say it and design it in, or it's not going to happen. Right. You you have to will it to happen. kind of. Yes. And then, so, you know, look, so we have a little trick. You're like, well, how do you make yourself do it? Right. And then in the method, we have what we call consequence, which is a management system. Because if you're not going to feel the consequence right away, like, you know, you don't run for one day, no big deal. You know, don't work out another day, eh, whatever. Don't work out for two weeks. Not only is your spirit taking a hit, but your body is also physically taking a hit for it. Right. right? But, but we don't feel the impact of it until a couple weeks later. So if you design a consequence or a management system for yourself, like if I don't go to the gym, then, you know, I don't get any sugar treat that weekend. Or if I don't go to the gym that day, I do 20 burpees at night. Or you know, you know what burpees are. Burpees are, if you don't know what yeah. a burpee is, go look it up because it's a god-awful exercise. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I, 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 unfortunately, I know what the burpees are. And uh, I, I love to hate to do them with something like that. <laughs> <laughs> totally, right? But listen, if you're like, oh, go to the gym and take the dance class. Or tonight before I go to bed, do 20 burpees. I'm like, I'd rather go to the dance class, right? But either way, I'm doing what I said I was going to do which actually is the key to being proud, right? And we call it personal integrity. It's not morality, but it's just doing what you say you were going to do and lining up those thoughts with the actions to the dream. And, and holding yourself accountable. And I mean, holding I, yourself right. accountable, right? And then look, human beings don't do so well at that. So bonus is if you tell somebody, Right. Like if you tell somebody else, if you tell, if I tell my kids, look, I'm going to the gym today. And if I don't go, I'm going to do 20 burpees. You could bet my kids would be, did you go? Did you go? Like, like wanting, watching. Right. And then I want to teach them the power of keeping their word. So you could bet I'm keeping my word. Well, right. I mean, that's like a double motivation for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Because ultimately the more proud you are, the more you see your world through a different set of lens. And it doesn't mean that what you're going through isn't very difficult, but taking the actions and being proud of yourself every day is a game changer. And being proud of yourself is building your self-esteem, which is building positivity, which is helping you create a, different 
hopefully better outlook on life than what you're experiencing right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I it's, love that. it's not diminishing where you are, but it's saying you have a choice. Either you're going to stay here and your feet are in the fire and you're suffering, you know, or you're going to actually do something. You might not be able to solve everything, but every step is a step to the next level. Right. So, so this is, this is all great stuff, Hildy. Um, now I talk with a lot of people. Um, again, my, my tribe who I communicate with day in and day out are people thinking about divorce or in the middle of a divorce and, and looking for help with the divorce. But I can't tell you how many people I come across and talk to that feel stuck, like we've been talking about, but they feel stuck and incapable of taking action to get out of their situation or move forward to even determine if there's any chance at reconciliation or, or saving the marriage. And they just, they're just stuck and they just want to, you know, without being too insensitive about it, but they just want to complain to everybody. Um, And so how, what advice do you have for those people who, you know, me along with people like yourself, we're out there, we're trying to get them to take action um, but they just feel paralyzed. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? Because a couple things, and it really depends on the individual. But one, first thing I would say to them is, okay, so what do you want to do on the other side of this? What's the dream on the other side of this? You know, can you see yourself being on the other side of this hurt or disappointment or fear? Right. So one, getting them connected to the dream. But the other piece of it is understanding that most people want to stay sad because it means that they, you know, it's a way they don't have to go put themselves on the line or take a risk. Most people are hurt or, you know, discouraged or disappointed or, you know, nobody goes into a marriage going, eh, who cares? You know, most people go in and then, you know, wow, now you got to deal with this, right? But feeling bad or sitting in that, just sitting in the disappointment, that's a diversion from actually having to deal and change or do something, right? Because for me, it's like, what do I, how do I want my children to handle the adversity? How do I want my children to handle a challenge? Look, there, we all are going to come up against them right? But what are we going to do with it? So it's like, well, I would want my children to be able to, you know, move, see what they have to own, you know, begin to create beyond it, like get themselves in action. And then, you know, so I would coach them to go one, what is the dream? Like being stuck is a sneaky way to really not have to play big or not have to risk getting disappointed again or hurt. So, you know, going, having them really fight for, can you see a year from now what's on the other side of that? And then literally going, okay, so what actions could you take that would just a little action today that would start to have you get proud, right? And then once we start to take action, then we're going to go deal with, okay, so what exactly did happen? Because our method, you know, we have like a little tagline, which is maybe it's you, 
And then the joke is like, take out the maybe because it's you. Right. And, and the blessing about it, if it's you, then you get to do something about it. Right. And it doesn't mean that somebody else didn't play a part in it. But what it means, it takes two people to dance. And if you change your part in the dance, the dance changes. So getting yourself proud and taking little actions is huge in changing the dance. And then if somebody really does not want to change the dance, you know, there's nothing I could do to make them change. No, sure. But if I give them the hope, most people really do want to change, I swear. Most people are just scared because they've been hurt and they've been disappointed. And, you know, it's a, it's a way to protect themselves. And, and most people, I think that, you know, they feel such despair. They, you know, what I always tell people is that you can't control somebody else. You know, you can't make, uh, you know, dad be father of the year. If he doesn't want to be father of the year, nobody can do it. A court's not going to make him do it either. And, um, the only thing that you can control really is you and your actions. And so that's what you need to focus on. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if there was a tip, like I always think this and tell my clients this, if there's a TV camera on you, how do you really want to be? You know, what would you want to show your kids? How would you want to show up to the world? You know, in spite of the challenge you're up against, how do you want to show up? And, and then that is for me, I'm like, well, I want to show up like curious. I want to show up proud. I want to show up taking the right actions. I want to show up excited for what possibility is there because there will come a time that my kids are not going to get voted in for whatever class, you know, election they tried for. They're not going to make the sport team that they tried for. They're not going to get the grade that they wanted, even though they studied hard for. They're not going to get the job there, there are things that's all part of, I, I think, the human experience. But what we do with it really does matter, or or how we look at it, and then, you know, what we choose to create from that makes a difference. Yeah, I couldn't agree uh, with you more. And I almost um, analogize that, or it, it encompasses. Um, oh, what was I going to say? I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> this this happens from time to time. <laughs> time to time, it just happens. It but just it, happens, and it it, to the thought—how powerful your thought is—and your thought can be fleeting. And then once you are clear what thought you want to keep, you really have to design the action because that thought's gonna come and go. Oh, so fleeting! <laughs> so but it just fleeting. came back. It just came back. <laughs> you know what they remember? What I remember? What my mother always told me growing up. You know, if when I said I forgot what I wanted to say. Yeah. Well, if it's important enough, you'll remember it. <laughs> There you go. So I guess this was pretty important because it just came back that, you know, life is kind of like marriage um, or marriage like life is, you know, conflict is inherent. Uh, there's no there's no getting around it. You're not going to go through life. I don't care who you are without some sort of conflict sometimes. And, and marriage is the same way. But conflict in and of itself is not inherently bad. It's how you deal with the conflict and the adversity in your life. Right. right. Totally. Because when you connect to the fact that take out the maybe, but it's you, you know, you are now get to be a hundred percent accountable because you now caused a result, which 
means that there's possibility there for you. You know, I, for me, I'd rather be the mastermind than the victim. I'd rather be able to say I have power to do something than I'm stuck having to just wait for somebody else or, you know, something to happen to me. And at the end of the day, not to uh, get too uh, negative, but this is a divorce podcast after all. (laughs) 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 See, if you can't laugh about it, right? But absolutely. You know, when, when you are six feet under and you have that tombstone, uh, you know, what, how do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered as a weather reporter or do you want to be remembered as an author to sum up what you're doing? Yeah. Of your life. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that other things I do is really start to talk to people about, you know, what really does matter to you. If this was your last week, your last day, your last hour, what would matter to you? What, and, you know, it starts to get you very present to that. And present to what conversations would you have? Who would you be grateful for? What would you do? How would you have dinner with your kids tonight? What, you know, what conversations do you want to have with people? What do you want to remember? Because, yeah, in, in the snap, none of us are getting, look, we're, we're all given, we're all going at some point. Right. You know? And so none of us exactly know when. But the blessing is that is you can use that to to remind you how to live each day because none of us really do know so it could be the impetus to live and then you said something that i really wanted to address and you're like oh it you got to be able to laugh at it and actually we have to look at all of humanness and be able to laugh at some of ourselves and where we are and what because laughing lightens it up And it allows you not to be filled with shame or embarrassment, which then just has you hide it and keep it around. So if you could start to laugh at it, doesn't mean you laugh at it and not deal with it, right? But there's if you can have a sense of humor about what you haven't done or the lessons that you didn't learn, it, it opens you up to be able to see them, acknowledge them, and then move past them. So true. So true. And humor is such an important part of life, I think, in general, that, um, you know, it's understandable when you're going through a tough time, like a divorce, you know, humor is probably not top of mind. But um, when you, you know, if you can learn how to kind of step outside of yourself a little bit and, and look at, uh, you know, like pretend you're having like a, an existential experience, you're looking at yourself from above and, and, and looking at the big picture. Um, you know, everything is going to pass and, and nothing is rarely, you know, life or death, um, in a divorce. So you you got to put things into perspective. Yes. You have to put things into perspective because there is something beyond this. And then if you could get a glimmer of it, and then if you could start to taste what proud feels like for now, you know, again, like you're building again, it's a process. It, it inspires you to keep doing more, right? And then it, it lightens your whole perspective. Yeah, it's like learning to walk, you know, it, uh, learning to walk again. Um, yes. You know, yeah. and nobody, 
puts a baby down and say, okay, walk, it's your first time. You know, they, they fall, they barely walk, they crawl, they hang on to things. And then, you know, we go through a difficult time and then it really does take us having to have some compassion with ourselves. It doesn't mean allow ourselves not to do anything or allow ourselves to just wallow in where we are, but compassion while we're doing it too is important, which means some of those promises are about self-care. Like what do you need to take care of yourself? What will quiet you down? Is it meditation? Is it a hot bath at night? Is it doing a random act of kindness every day for somebody else? Like, what are some of the things that will actually begin to have you, you know, take care of yourself and feel better in addition to maybe some of the more logistical things that you have to do, like, you know, dealing with your money or your lawyer or, you know, but also dealing with some of the more basic foundational things that will, that are equally as critical. Yeah, no, self-care is so important. And not, I would say, not being too hard on yourself. Exactly. I do not know any human that gets off the hook without having made a mistake, um, you know, did something wrong, got hurt, reacted, you know, whatever. Even regardless, welcome. Welcome to the world of humanness, which is really... (laughs) you know, our company, like our, what we're doing is we're helping people to human, to human better, like really understanding what does that mean? It is really taking care of yourself, fighting for your dreams, you know, playing for ways to be proud and inspired and, you know, happy. Yeah, absolutely. Hildy. I agree with you a hundred percent. What great information and what a great discussion. I love it. Um, I'm going to have to have you on again. We have a lot of talk, lot of lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. <laughs> lots to talk about. But um, we're about up for today. Tell people where they can find you. So yeah, we we have an online digital course which is awesome. It's called Inner You. You know, yeah. and um, if you go to innerU.coach, so it's I N N E R U dot coach you could actually get 75 percent off if the promote if they put in divorce guy 75 you would get 75 dollars off of this program which is a 12 session online course that gives you all the tools to really get back take back your life and design and hone your dreams understand your inner dialogue get in action so there's 12 audio sessions, there's homework assignments, you get a free private coaching call with a certified coach, you get two free live group coaching calls a month. Um, There's like games and prizes and badges and, you know, free stuff, but it's an awesome course. And if uh, we have actually a masterclass that starts um, tonight, which is once a month, you will be able to get on but for six months, you get on with a coach and you, there's a master class that will help you go through the process. But it's an incredible value. So instead of $650, you get $75 off if you put Divorce Guy 75 in that promotion code. But what I love about it is you can go at your own pace. It's yours forever. You could work through all of the modules. And then at the end, 
wow, when you get to the other side, you can start again and really keep using it to keep authoring and keep designing. Wow, that's great. And and thank you so much for offering the listeners that uh, that discount. I think uh, everybody will appreciate that so much. And if you're listening and you weren't able to uh, jot that down, don't worry about it. Uh, you don't even have to re-listen. Just go to uh, my webpage where the podcast will be posted in the show notes and all that information will be there so you can access it uh, and find it easily. Heldy, it was such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for being my guest. Oh, my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this. You know, I've been on the other side. I've been the listener on this. And part of my mission in life is to really help people having been where they were. So it's my honor my, and my honor to be able to speak to you. Yes. And we'll definitely be doing it again. I promise. That's a promise. I'm taking it. All right. Everybody listening is a witness. (laughs) Thanks, Hildy. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Hildy. Another great conversation about being the author of your own life. And I just love that because when it comes right down to it, everybody, we are. Like I always say, you've probably heard me say this more than once. You can only do you. You can only control you. You can't control others. Don't try. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy. If somebody wants to change, they can change, but they have to want to do it for themselves, not because you or anybody else is trying to force them. So that being said, we only go through this ride called life one time. Let's make the most of it. Be the author of your own life. Don't be a weatherman or weatherwoman reporting on it. Control it, dictate it, and take action and Create a dream, create motivation, and step-by-step, you will get there, especially if you surround yourself with the right people to support you along the way. All right, everybody. That being said, if any of you listening are interested in divorce coaching with me, uh, the Divorce Resource Guy, check me out, jasonlavoy.com. I offer a variety of coaching programs through my Divorce You programs. I also am uh, creating and going to be starting at the end of the year, or more likely at uh, the beginning of the new year, 2020, if you're listening to this around then, uh, my How to Divorce a Narcissist Boot Camp. So check that out. That's a group coaching program. And I also customize packages depending on your specific needs. So just reach out, jason at jasonlavoy.com, and I will answer any questions you have about any of that. Um, subscribe again to the podcast so you get all new episodes when they come out. And I think that's it for now. In the meantime, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong, act confident, and stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be seeing you real soon.